In this episode, setting the stage begins a transformation of sorts, as there will be some format changes and perhaps even a weekly presence for the show going forward. WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of hopefully some great changes and updates uh, to the show. Uh, So I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get right into some of those changes. So first of all, eventually I'm going to I'm going to change up uh, or adjust a little bit to the intro and the outro. I feel like it's uh, it's a great intro and outro. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed making it when I did it and I still like it to this day. However, it's getting a little bit of a stale feeling on both ends uh, just because it's been for the first 30 episodes. It's been that's that's what the intro and the outro has been. So I'm going to freshen it up a little bit. So that'll be a change in the coming weeks. Um but obviously, as you can hear, it's not one of the changes for today. Um, so they're going to get probably a fresh makeover down the road. Uh, so here's an here's an instant update that I am very excited about. I actually have my very first sponsor. Uh, yeah, so this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new or existing podcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code GBJones10, that's Golf Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use code GBJones10, that is Golf Bravo Jones 10, for 10% off your order. So a little personal story um, to add on to that, uh, that script I just read. So the founder of Poddex, which is a guy named Travis Brown, uh, I'll be full transparency, he is the catalyst for this podcast. Um, uh, in the summer of 2020, um, I was, uh, you know, home, home during the pandemic. I had just recently, uh, gotten laid off from a job. So I was, you know, unemployed. I was kind of feeling sorry for myself. So I decided I was going to pick up a habit. And to be honest with you, I discovered pod decks kind of by accident. I was just, you know, scrolling around on social media, like, anybody was doing, you know, fresh into the pandemic. And, and I just ran across this because I guess, you know, Facebook, they like to, you know, they, they put ads on your page based on what your searches are and everything. And I guess I had been searching a lot about pod decks cause, uh, not pod decks, but podcast podcasting, because really I had been trying to, and was interested in maybe starting podcasting since like 2017. So, you know, I had some, uh, some searches probably in there and it probably picked up on those and all of a sudden, uh, Travis's company flashed up on my newsfeed. So I said, huh, this sounds kind of interesting. So I, you know, started, you know, kind of looking into it. And I've, I found that he had a YouTube page. I went to his website um, and just liked what, I, liked what I saw, liked what I heard. And I got, you know, some of his decks, some of his card decks uh, very early on. I've actually gotten some of the new updated ones or actually all the new updated ones recently because he just had some recent uh, updated decks that came out. And not only that, but like I said, he uh, he does a little coaching for podcasting. And like I said, I hit it. Uh, he was sending me emails back and forth when I was doing some orders with him for like the decks and stuff. And I just reached out to him and asked him if he would like uh, – listened to some recordings I'd done some past and the rest is history. He started talking to me and I, I'd like to be, uh, I'd like to say that we've become pretty good friends uh, as, you know, as well as me being kind of a client of his. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a great experience. And like I said, he, he's the catalyst for this podcast. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, Poddex. Actually, if I was, if I, if this was more than an audio podcast, a video podcast, I'd show you the decks that I have. And actually, I'm trying to implement a way to p- 
use the actual physical decks in this podcast. Um, right now, obviously, as you can know, as, if you, as if you've been listening since the beginning, you know, I'm not really an interview based podcast yet. Like I haven't really gotten guests on to interview. Those would be obviously great for that. Um, so what I'm going to do in the meantime is I've been thinking about a little bit of a change. And of course, this is another change I'm thinking about doing is, uh, I came up with this little acronym. It's like kind of goofy, but it's called, uh, the quote. And instead of it being the quote, the word, it's the question of the episode. And that's what I'm thinking about implementing. I haven't, I haven't decided when or what episode I'm going to do that in, but I'm going to have a question to ask, obviously wrestling related, probably at the end of the episode to where you guys can go on my social media groups or hit me up in the emails or do whatever you want to do and, and answer the questions and tell me what you want. Like it's sort of similar to what I already do in the Facebook group. If you're part of that already. Um, also I am proud to say, you know, Poddex also has a mobile app, uh, that they have for Apple and Android. And I am proud to say and honored to say that I have a deck on there that's wrestling related that actually has my name on it. Like, uh, I collaborated with Travis and, actually created a deck earlier this year. I, I guess it was around WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania season, I guess. And yeah, pretty exciting. I, I was pretty excited about that. One of the, one of the more exciting highlights of this year for me. So yeah. So pod decks, check it out really. So, uh, so, okay. So also moving on another change I've made is, or actually an update I should say is now I have a what's called a buy me a coffee. So it's, it's sort of like a, I guess a, I guess what I would describe it as sort of like a tip jar, but it's like, you know, you buy, buy a coffee. I'm sure you've kind of heard of it. Uh, if you've been part of the podcast world, if you haven't, or, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I just discovered it this year, but like I said, I'm a brand new podcaster, you know, 10 months in or whatever. So, so basically what I'm going to ask is if you guys like what you hear and you like what I talk about on these episodes, uh, like I said, I'll put the link in my show notes. Um, yeah, buy me a coffee. Um, like I said, it will help me out and help this podcast out as you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm trying, I started out to be honest in the first few months of this podcast, I started out just doing this as a hobby, but recently I've decided that this is kind of like what I enjoy doing. And I, I kind of want to, you know, I kind of want to make it a business. I kind of want to make it a job, you know, and and, uh, and I don't really want to say it's a job because a job kind of sounds like, you know, I feel like I have to do it, but it's not that at all. It's like, I really want to do it. So I don't know if even, even if I can call it a job, so maybe I'll call it an investment. How about that? An investment. So, uh, so yeah, so like I said, I'll put that link in my show notes. And like I said, if you guys are enjoying the episodes and you want to give me your support, um, like I said, hit that link and, you know, buy me a coffee. All right, so let's uh, let's get into what you're really here for, which is wrestling. So, what I've decided is, you know, after consulting with uh, you know Travis and a few other uh, podcast guys that I talked to, um, I've decided to change the format up a little bit. So, basically, full disclosure, for the first thirty episodes, I kind of just you know had an intro, talked for about you know a few minutes, and then had an outro, outro slapped them on, released the episode that that's what I did because that's all I knew how to do. So, um, but now I'm starting to get a little bit, uh, I'm starting to evolve a little bit. So, and I want to obviously bring a little value, a little more value to this podcast. So I'm starting a new format where, um, number one, I'm going to make, I'm hoping to make episodes more frequently. Uh, cause right now all y'all get is the, you know, pay-per-view previews and, and uh, recap shows, which I'm still going to do those, but I'm also going to add a weekly, a weekly, at least a weekly podcast where I go over Raw, NXT, SmackDown, kind of give you my thoughts on the week on what's going on. And so that'll be three segments. And I would like to, although it's not going to be for this episode, but I would like to add perhaps maybe a fourth that talks about news that things are news in the wrestling business that have been going on that really don't have to do with the shows themselves. But you know what I'm talking about? If you're a wrestling fan, you know, all the things that are circling around, like, you know, the release of several superstars in WWE, the so-called, uh, wrestling war between WWE and other organizations and all that stuff. So, so I'm thinking about maybe adding a little segment there, or I could go and just have episodes where I just talk about that stuff as well, which will, of course, 
be an addition to the weekly show that I'll do. So anyway, that's, that's kind of like my vision for that. Um, so I'm going to get right into it. So for the first segment, we're going to start with raw from August 2nd. So the first raw of August and basically it starts out obviously with, uh, with Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, you know, having their going, going back and forth and, uh, uh, you know, you know, getting ready for the SummerSlam match that they're going to have, you know, later this month. And, uh, so, you know, they had the interaction with, you know, MVP, Bobby Lashley, Goldberg and his son. And I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people have been, you know, kind of beating up this storyline and everything. And I was at first too. I'll be honest with you. I was like, man, they're bringing Goldberg back again and everything like that. And I I will say it's, I don't think it's a bad storyline as long as Bobby Lashley goes over on Goldberg. So like if they continue, if, if they have a match between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam and they make Bobby Lashley stronger, because let's face it at this point, uh, Goldberg doesn't need, he doesn't need a push. He's, he's already, you know, a legend. He's already, you know, he's already, uh, he's already established his, his, his legacy. So he doesn't need, um, he doesn't need the push. Bobby Lashley needs a push. So he needs to be continued to push. And I'll tell you that, you know, with his intro, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen, I don't know if you guys really, uh, like really take that intro in that he gets with the, you know, with, with his intro music and his video and stuff like that. Like that's, that's strong. I, I like that. I like it a lot. So I would think it would be kind of crazy is if all of a sudden that stopped at SummerSlam. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, why they would do that, but, uh, you never know. The only thing that makes me think the other way is that, you know, the one championship that has eluded Bill Goldberg is the WWE championship. He's never held the WWE championship. So, and remember I talked about that earlier this year when he and Drew McIntyre were in a match, uh, I believe what was at the Royal Rumble, um, and they let Drew win that match, and I think everybody was okay with that and everything. But it, it just it just goes in the back of my mind, you know, like could they could they decide to give uh, Bill Goldberg a WWE title run, even if it's a short and brief title run? Um, could they do that and just to let him hold the WWE championship? So that's the only thing that kind of goes into my mind a little bit when I think about that, that they could go the other way and have Goldberg win the match, but we'll see. I'm not sure if that's what will happen or not. So, but it could potentially be a decent match. You know, it's, they were, they were kind of pushing the spear versus the spear. Uh, so, you know, cause now Bobby Lashley kind of uses the spear a lot too. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens on that. So, and the fact that he, you know, Bill Goldberg's son is involved, um, I don't know. They they're talking about maybe having Bill Goldberg's son go come to uh, come to SummerSlam too, and I'm I'm not sure if maybe they're trying to push him as a future superstar. I think he's only was he only 15, I think, or something. So I don't know. So maybe this is his kind of like getting his you know getting his feet wet in the business a little bit, even though he's not quite really old enough. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what's going on there. So I, like I said, I I don't get as I don't get as uptight about or outraged about this storyline as maybe some people do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand people's opinion about it. I understand, you know, that it doesn't really, you know, it's kind of cause they're always, they're probably thinking what I'm thinking is, is this the time that they're going to, you know, take the, take the title off of Bobby Lashley just to give Bill Goldberg a title run with the championship he hasn't held before. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So speaking of when I was just talking about Drew McIntyre, Talk about Drew McIntyre moving totally out of the title picture. I mean, he is totally out of the title picture. So I guess WWE is going pretty strong with uh, this holding Drew McIntyre accountable that he's not going to challenge. He's not going to be able to challenge for the WWE Championship as long as Lashley's the champion. So, but it's kind of funny. He's like disappeared from the main event. I mean, he's gone. No disrespect to Jinder Mahal and his and his little faction he's got there, but that's kind of a drop down for, for Drew McIntyre. So it's kind of interesting that now, but I don't know. I mean, 
maybe it could be a good good thing for Drew McIntyre kind of take a step back a little bit because you know he's been in the main event uh, main event picture for a long time. You know he he kind of carry if you really think about it he kind of carried the company um, through the whole pandemic uh, era. I mean, through the, you know, through the Thunderdome and the Performance Center and everything, he was kind of the face of at least Monday Night Raw. So, you know, maybe they're just giving him a break and letting him kind of not be a, a main eventer for a while. And then hopefully maybe as time goes on, they'll bring him back into main event status. So, uh, so that, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, so then I saw, you know, the, the women's, women's matches are going on. So, uh, you know, Nia Jax and uh, Rhea Ripley took on each other. Uh, and I think that's where Nia Jax got busted open a little bit on that one. And, you know, just, I think, that, like I say, it's just some matches to get in, to get ready for, you know, for SummerSlam. And, uh, and I just think, uh, and it's also because later on the main event, I guess, because they're trying to like trade the matches along, you know, trying to kind of do the round robin with Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, and um and nikki uh ash uh nikki cross almost a superhero is that how you say yeah almost a superhero so i guess they had to put rhea ripley in a different match so they had her take on you know nia Jax. so um so they also have the like i said they have the tag team going on with um i kind of like uh as little the little i've seen of uh the man the monster the mansoor and Man, I, I have got to learn this pronunciation because I think uh, Ali would get mad at me. But is it Mustafa Ali? Yeah, I kind of like that team. I, th- I like that they're a team together, and I I'm still torn on the Mace and T Bar team. I mean, I guess because I'm I've got such a bad taste in my mouth from uh, from Retribution that I don't know. It's like maybe I'm not willing to give these guys a chance, but maybe I need to. I need to because I because that's kind of what I I'm about. I. I kind of, you know, understand that some superstars just get just they just get bad gimmicks and they need to sort of recover from those gimmicks and everything. So, I don't know. I'm willing to still give these guys a chance. And I know they're trying to sort of build some It looks like Raw is attempting to put together some new tag teams. I don't know if they're successfully doing it as I, you know, as you can see, but I think they're trying to put together some new tag teams just to try them out right now cuz as you know, I don't even know if you guys have noticed the tag division on both shows is kind of getting a little bit, you know, I, I thought for a minute there it was going to get strong and then all of a sudden it just kind of dropped off and like, it's not, it's not doing really anything right now. So we'll see. Um, and of course now you got, you got the storyline going on between Alexa bliss and Eva and Dewdrop which I, I just can't stand that name. I, I don't even, I know it's kind of meant as a joke, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't see the funniness in it, but I, you know, but it's Piper Niven, you know, Piper Niven, Niven, Niven. I can't pronounce it, but Piper Niven, Niven, uh, is the actual wrestler who Dewdrop is. And so, um, so basically, you know, they got that storyline going on. And I don't know, that's, it, it, that seems kind of, I, I don't know. I guess there's not much you can do with Alexa Bliss at this point because, you know, she doesn't have the fiend anymore, really, uh, by her side. And I guess maybe, you know, and it's kind of gotten a little disappointing because I thought this, I, you know, some people were mixed feelings about it, but I thought the Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss fiend storyline was pretty good. I don't know if I liked the way it ended, obviously, but I enjoyed the storyline while it went on. So, um, but this Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, and Dewdrop, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this storyline. But let's see, let's see where they go with it. I don't know. Um, let's see. So you know, uh, basically, so it's almost like Alexa Bliss is really messing with the two and costing them matches and and even you know stuff like that. So we'll see where the end game is on that one. Um, so now, um, we, we're coming into the, uh, uh, there's a storyline going on between, well, you know how Miz and Damian priest and John Morrison kind of had a, they've kind of had a thing going since WrestleMania when they had uh bad bunny with them a lot. And, 
Uh, but now that Bad Bunny has gone off and he's touring, and I guess he'll eventually be back with the WWE sometime down the road. Um, but now Damian Br- now Sheamus, who I I don't know his. You guys can tell me if you want to, but his his United States Championship reign has been a little insignificant, and I hate saying that because I do I do like Sheamus. I I've always liked Sheamus to be quite honest, but his his. United, United, this United States title reign has been kind of insignificant because they've just been playing around with it, and they put him in matches with you know, uh, you know, a few guys off the roster, but nothing ever comes of it. It's almost like they're squash matches, and they shouldn't be squash matches. I don't know. I mean, no, I can't. No, you know what? I, I take that back. They're not squash matches because they're going on for more than a couple minutes. But it just seems like you take on the same guy like Ricochet and. Uh, Umberto uh, Carrillo, is that, yeah, Umberto Carrillo, and basically, you know, he's never in danger of, it just doesn't seem like he's ever in danger of dropping that title. Now, I know his nose injury kind of caused a little bit of, uh, you know, where he had to kind of go and get rehab for that, and that's kind of maybe putting a damper on his title reign too, but I kind of like now that they're going to put him together with Damian Priest. And I know Miz and Morrison are kind of involved a little bit in that storyline just because of past things with Damian Priest. And, of course, they're waiting for Miz to heal as well to see how, you know, I guess what they're going to do. Because right now, Miz and Morrison don't seem like they're doing much of anything right now. Uh, except, you know, coming down to the ring and talking and everything. But, you know, I guess they're just waiting for Miz to heal up. So, um, so and I guess in some sorts, I guess they've kind of in the meantime – um, cause they really don't have, uh, anything for Miz and Morrison at the point. Like he, I, I won't say he, they've become allies of Seamus, but, um, but they're sort of, I don't know, I guess they've got a common enemy in Damian Priest. So they're kind of like, you know, uh, kind of, uh, kind of tag, not tagging with him, but kind of like teaming with him, I guess, lightly, uh, from time to time. So, um, so basically that storyline's going on. They had a tag match in that in that wrestling match. I guess Ricochet came down and joined the tag match and all that stuff. So um and then they've got a intriguing matchup with uh they've got Riddle, because um, Randy Orton's been out since June. They got Riddle uh sort of in a sort of a storyline with the Raw Tag Team Champions, uh AJ Styles and Omos. So and it, it just seems like this is just a prelude to, you know, Randy Orton's going to return. And perhaps Randy Orton and Riddle are going to tag, you know, they're going to team up again and tag for uh, and try to become the number one contenders for the tag titles. And really, to be honest with you, the teams right now, that's the only team I see really that has a potential of knocking uh, Omos and AJ Styles off as the tag team champions at, at the current moment. That's the only one I see. So... I don't know. We'll see. Um, also, uh, which is kind of interesting, you know, Keith Lee made his return to the ring uh, in July, and he was uh, he he made his ring and he lost to uh, oh man, who did he lose to? Crap. Um, oh, he lost to Bobby Lashley. That's right, he did lose to Bobby Lashley. He lost to Bobby Lashley. And now he's going, now for some reason, Karrion Cross is on, I, I still haven't figured out why Karrion Cross is on Raw right now. It's, it's weird to me. Like, um, he's still the NXT champion, but yet he's dipping his toe into Raw. And I guess, I don't know, maybe I, I don't think, and I'm, and I'm kind of crossing over a little bit into shows here, but I, I don't think that they're going to give Samoa Joe another NXT title run. Cause that would only, that would be the only thing that would make sense where, Karrion Cross would drop the title to Samoa Joe and then head to the main roster. I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen, but who knows. But, you know, originally Karrion Cross made made his appearance on Raw, you know, a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago in July and he lost to Jeff Hardy and everybody of course was 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 up in arms about that. And then he and then Jeff Hardy of course came down with COVID. They had to put him on the shelf for a little while, so I guess Keith Lee became the replacement for a little while so Karrion Cross could be could continue to show up on Raw. And this time he got the victory over Keith Lee, so he won he won a match on Raw. And like I said, I just don't know where they're headed with this. So I'm gonna have to see, you know, I guess I'm just gonna have to watch more to see if 
if Karrion Cross is just wrestling on the main roster just because, um, and I'll get this, I'll get to this in another episode, but is he going to, is he going to be coming to the main roster because of what are they are thinking about doing with NXT in the future? So that'll be of course in another episode. So anyway, so, um, the other thing that's kind of funny is now the 24 seven title has now become a regular title. They just defend in the ring and it doesn't seem like, you know, they're going to where the title can change hands anytime. Um, even though like after every match, Reggie wrestles now, uh, in the ring, like as an official match, then all the superstars come down and try to take the title from him, which is kind of funny, but I don't know if I like that, uh, move by the 24 seven title. Now I, I have enjoyed, you know, seeing Reggie's stunts and everything. And those have been kind of entertaining, but I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this is spelling the end for the 24 seven championship. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Um, and I also like, you know, to sort of recap, to sort of end this recap of raw, I sort of like that the, the, the women involved in the raw title match have become the main event for raw, which has been kind of cool. Um, so Nikki at ASH, took on Charlotte Flair in a rematch when Charlotte Flair beat her the following the the previous week and this time uh Nikki got the win over Charlotte uh to sort of you know try to make things interesting for this uh for this triple threat that's going to happen at SummerSlam so uh so yeah so that pretty much does it for Raw um so again a pretty pretty good show I'll I'll always go and say that I still think Raw is I, I I'll be honest with you. At first, I liked it when they moved to three hours of Raw, but now I just think I and like I said, I'm not I'm not up in arms about it. I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain about it. But I do think maybe Raw needs to eventually go back to two hours. I I just think it does, just because I'm getting to the point, you know, and I've been a wrestling fan for more than twenty years, and I'm beginning to get to the point where, and maybe it's in my old age. I'm not sure. I'm getting to the point where. I get to the end of Raw and I almost forgot what happened at the beginning of Raw. That that that's how bad it's gotten. So, um, and and like I said, I'm not I'm not going to go as far as to say that I think the matches are bad or the quality is bad or anything. Like I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go as far as to say that. But I'm going to say that you know I think just three hours is t- too much for you to take in. Like I almost have to have to go back and read the results just to remember what happened. So. I think maybe they could need to go back to two hours. So anyway, that's just my two cents, just my opinion. Uh, but that's, you know, here nor there. So, okay. So the next segment is of course going to be NXT. And to be quite honest, this was kind of a, I, I, this one might be kind of a short segment just because this was kind of a bad episode to start my three segment episode for the shows, because this NXT episode, there wasn't really a lot of, I don't know. There's there's not really a lot going on on uh, on this particular episode in ref in comparison to what's gone on in the last couple weeks. So the last couple weeks, you know, Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez. They're going to have a title match at Takeover 36. Um, you know, the whole Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe face off happened a couple weeks ago. They're going to have their match at Takeover 36. Um, so there hasn't really been for this matchup. I think for this episode of of um of nxt i think the biggest highlight was the lover the lover or lever match with uh what is it darius uh what's his name um oh man uh uh, dexter loomis i'm sorry dexter loomis and his uh you know his relationship with uh what's what's her name oh my gosh um man her name is uh indy hartwell his relationship with Indy Hartwell. So I almost think after reading these results, that that was kind of the highlight of this episode really. So, um, but they had, um, they had the match. They had a few matches with, uh, now I, I, I will say this on NXT. I do like some of the f- stables. Like you got Legato del Fantasma. You got the hit row. Um, some pretty good, um, some pretty good, uh, factions there. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see a, um, Maybe we'll see a match between uh, uh, the two the two leaders of uh, um, oh my gosh uh, my gosh what am I what am I trying to say oh so Isaiah Scott is probably going to take on what what's his name uh, the former cruiserweight champion uh, 
my gosh, I, I am totally drawing a blank as to what his name is. Uh, the leader of Legado del Fantasma. I, uh, oh, Escobar. Santos Escobar. My bad. I'm sorry. I've, I've had a blank, uh, drove blank, you guys. Um, so I'm, I'm like giddy from all these uh, changes that I'm making in my podcast that I'm getting kind of absent-minded here, so I apologize. Um, but so, so we're probably going to see like a North American championship match, uh, between those two eventually, but I like how they're kind of involving the whole, uh, all the, um, all the part of the, the, the factions as well. So, um, so like I said, you still got some, uh, you know, face-offs between Cross and, and Samoa Joe, uh, Ridge Holland, of course, returned last week. I know we, we saw him briefly months ago. Uh, I Like I said, that was when I wasn't watching NXT very regularly. Um, so we, we got to see him, like, like I said, another thing that happened significantly last week. So like I said, this, this was a bad episode to kind of start things on because this wasn't, in, in comparison, this wasn't really a, a groundbreaking episode. So, um, so I guess Holland is kind of has kind of joined forces with Pete Dunn and, uh, and his, his group. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, we got just, just like I said, not a lot of exciting stuff going on this episode of NXT. So hopefully I'll have a better one. Now, the one thing that has been going on that's kind of exciting is the, uh, is the breakout tournament. Um, and I think this is where this is a prelude of things to come you know, how NXT, like I said, I'll cover this in another episode, but how NXT going forward is going to be portrayed by WWE as a whole. So, uh, we'll see how that happens. Um, it's really kind of funny. The, the other reason this episode is kind of interesting is because this episode was technically taped and I'm seeing right here, some of these matches that I went down, like I, I'm reading them here for the second, third time. Some of these guys that were in the matches have actually been released by WWE by now. Like Bobby Fish took on Roderick Strong. I think Bobby Fish is gone now. So he's not even there. Um, I do kind of like the, do kind of like the storyline going on between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. Uh, and, uh, and I like how the million dollar championship has come back into the fold as being an active championship. I think that that should be an active championship to be quite honest. So hopefully Cameron Grimes will eventually get the one up on LA Knight. Uh, but right now, what is it? He's this Butler, I guess, or something. So we'll see how that, how that goes. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so the LA Knight, the LA Knight and Cameron Grimes thing, I'm sort of enjoying as well. Um, we did get the we did get the explanation for, you know, Dakota Kai turning on Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, that was basically, uh, you know, Dakota Kai was upset that she was being known as Raquel Gonzalez's sidekick. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of if you really think about it, Dakota Kai, whenever she's involved with somebody, she always ends up being the sidekick, which is kind of unfair uh, to me because she's been around for a long time. Um, so I guess she's just had it. And like I said, she wants to be the women's champion. So I'm, we'll see if she gets that. She finally gets that championship title around her waist at takeover 36. I don't know if I'm seeing that or not, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, the other, like I said, uh, so basically you had the breakout tournament. Like I said, they're still doing the first round of that and stuff and everything. Um, and then, like I said, basically the the uh, the main event was the lover or loser matchup, which basically had uh, Johnny Gargano beating Dexter Loomis. But um, I guess essentially we saw Indy Hartwell basically quit the way because she she jumped into I guess she jumped into uh, Loomis's arms and kissed him, and I guess they made their way out. So essentially, I think maybe Indy Hartwell has left the way, and I guess that leaves them with just three members. So I'm not sure. We'll see what happens uh, uh, next week, and see there. Like like I said, uh, that like I said, this wasn't really a good show to start on because, like I said, it was a tape show, and it was kind of like part two of the July 27th show. So that's why I was trying to add a little bit of updates from that show so hopefully those hopefully the nxt segments will be a little bit better in the future but like i said what they're trying to do with nxt and wwe uh more on that like i said later on down the road but 
I don't know. Who knows? With the way they're going with them, they may not even uh, uh, we may not even have an NXT segment. But I don't know. I'm I'm not going to drop NXT just because they're going to become the you know developmental uh, brand again of WWE. I mean, who knows? That might be exciting. We might be able to discover. Uh, together up and coming superstars that are going to end up eventually on the main roster. So it could be exciting. We'll see. All right. So finally for the week is SmackDown. Um, So so basically you had um, you had it opened up with Sasha Banks and you know the previous week like I said it's always it's always the week before like everything goes excited or whatever but the week before, obviously, Sasha Banks made her return, and she she ta- she first of all tagged and aligned herself with uh, uh, Bianca Belair to take on. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, am I am I really that? Well, basically, she teamed up with her. She teamed up with them, and basically, at the end of the night, she turned on uh, Bianca Belair, and you know, basically. refueling their rivalry so she comes out and you know she comes out and explains her actions and everything i I said and i know a lot of people have been waiting for this rematch so we kind of kind of knew it was probably going to happen at SummerSlam. so while this was a good segment and i think everybody really reacted to sasha banks uh, reacted great to sasha banks coming back last uh last week um I think everybody knew this was kind of in the cards that the rematch from WrestleMania was going to happen at SummerSlam. So, um, basically they, they had their, uh, run-ins and stuff, or they had their, they're going back and forth. And then I think, believe, I believe, uh, Zelina, uh, Zelina Vega interrupted and she wanted a shot at the title. So basically, um, Basically, after that segment, it started out as a title match for Zelina Vega, but then it ended up being a non-title match um, later on. And if she won the match, I believe if Zelina Vega won the match, the stipulation was she would be added to the match at SummerSlam, and it would be a triple threat. So, um, so basically, that's what happened. So then you have the next thing. You got the the going on storyline between the Mysterios and the Usos. Uh, right now they're doing, you know, obviously they're doing the, uh, the singles matches between all four competitors and, you know, uh, and basically it's going to lead to the match that's going to happen at SummerSlam, which is going to be the rematch of the Money in the Bank match. So, uh, and, you know, this time the Usos will try to retain the titles against the Mysterios. So, um, so a pretty good storyline. I like, you know. I think it's it's pretty good, but like I said, I, I I don't know if I think maybe this might be the Mysterios' last you know hoorah with the Usos, and they're going to move on to bigger and better things. But then again, like I was saying on the Raw segment, you know the tag team division on both shows is is just not really strong right now. I just don't see it being strong. So I I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they will continue this rivalry between the four of them. I don't know, or between you know the two teams, and we'll we'll see. Maybe it goes on well into 2021. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, basically, the Usos are pretty much, you know, getting the one up on on uh, the Mysterios with the singles matches. And and uh, we'll just hit, see, have to see how it plays out at SummerSlam. So, um, so the next the next match was uh, King Shinsuke Nakamura took on Apollo Crews to see if he would be the number one contender for the, for the, uh, intercontinental championship. And he did win by DQ. Um, uh, Nakamura was going to win the match. He did have the cover, but, uh, commander Aziz, Apollo Crews's right hand man pulled him off. And that of course rang the bell for the disqualification. So I believe he's still going to get a intercontinental championship match. It has not officially been announced for SummerSlam, but I'm guessing that's probably what's going to happen. Um, basically, uh, again, like I, like I shared with you a few, few couple weeks ago, um, I want the King of the Ring tournament back. I don't want these, I don't want the, the, the crown of King of the Ring to just become an afterthought. Like I want to see the tournament, you know, mean something again. I want it to see, I want to see the King of the Ring tournament be a groundbreaking 
thing for a superstar to go and challenge for a title and you know you know have it just have the tournament mean something significant for the winner that's what i mean and of course i uh, on a little side note i don't know if you guys have heard maybe i'll talk about it a little bit later is later this year i think they're going to actually start a queen of the ring tournament for the women so that's going to be kind of interesting too so hopefully with the addition of the queen of the ring they're going to bring back the king of the ring as well so we'll see we'll see um, but I am, as like as, as I've said many times, I'm glad Baron Corbin is no longer King Corbin, only because he was King of the Ring for like two years, and they never did anything with him. I mean, they never did anything with him. And, and, I, and I almost feel bad for Baron Corbin, because it, it is, and it's kind of fitting that he's in this kind of storyline that he's in now, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but But it's almost like... This is kind of how the what he's going through now is kind of how I felt for Baron Corbin. All right, yeah, Baron Corbin is not my favorite superstar, but as many opportunities as they've, they've given him, you know, they had him win Money in the Bank. Uh, you know, he's won King of the Ring. He's done all kinds of stuff. Uh, he's won like one of the Andre Giant Battle Royals. Um, he's done well in a couple of the Royal Rumbles. I know, I know he's never won a Royal Rumble, but he's been he's done good in a couple of them. Um, you know, they've just absolutely done nothing with him. So, I, I don't know. So, that, that's my little rant on Baron Corbin. Um, so, we go to... Um, so, remember remember last week, I'll just touch on this because it didn't happen in this episode, but I, I'm, I'm curious as to what y'all think, how they played off the actually announcing the WWE... Uh, Universal Championship match at SummerSlam, which we all pretty much knew was going to be Cena versus Roman Reigns, right? So, um, basically, uh, I want to know what y'all thought about that whole segment of things. Is you know, at the beginning of the night, we were having a contract signing between him and Finn Balor, and then all of a sudden, it took its you know took its. Well, you guys saw the events. If you've watched SmackDown from last week, you understand. That uh, or the week before, I'm sorry, not not this past week that I'm going over now, but the week before, um, you saw how that went, and I just I'm just in- interested to hear people's thoughts on that. It was kind of I thought it was kind of innovative. I thought it was kind of kind of cool. I I thought the crowd was really into it too, even though they pretty much knew that was going to be the end result before SummerSlam, um, that that was going to happen. Um, so we'll see how that goes too. Um, now I do like how they're playing the angle with Big E and the Money in the Bank briefcase. I thought that was really funny when um, uh, Paul Heyman was out doing that interview with Caleb Braxton, and then all of a sudden he turns around and 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 Big E is standing there with the briefcase, just laughing hysterically, and you know like he's ready to cash in. He's ready to cash in. I think he brings a unique dynamic uh, to the briefcase. Like you don't know what's going on in Big E's mind. You don't know what he's going to do. So. We'll have to see what goes on with that too. So um, I do like, so switching gears a little bit, I do like a new tag team that's being pushed uh, with Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart taking on the tag team champions. I know currently right now, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Natalia is out with an ankle injury, but she should be back pretty soon. So they should be able to d- defend those tag titles maybe by SummerSlam. Um, so, and we'll see if maybe... Uh, Tegan Knotts and Shotzi Blackheart get a shot at SummerSlam for the titles. Um, then, of course, we get to the the thing with Edge and Seth Rollins. I I think this could be the non-title match main event of the of the pay per view. I think this is going to be an excellent match. Um, if you think about it, Seth Rollins and Edge are quite similar. They are quite similar. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, it should be a it should be a really great match. And and when they were doing the doing the promo of going back and forth, and how Edge was saying that Seth was an Edge light and all that stuff, and and I won't go as far as to be disrespectful like that, but it is honestly kind of interesting that their careers kind of have mirrored a little bit as far as their accomplishments. Now I know they're they're as far as personality and how they're made up, they're they they're not really that this, they're not that really similar, but. Um, but I will say as far as what they've accomplished, um, it has been pretty, pretty similar in that, in that, um, thing, but I did enjoy the, the promo. That was a very passionate promo. I thought it was kind of cool. And, and like I said, I think this, this could be the match with no title on the line that could, uh, that could really, 
uh, tear the house down. So we'll see how that goes. Um, a couple of tag teams, the shot, uh, the street profits and Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, which are, I guess are known as the dirty dogs. They took on each other tag match, pretty good tag match. Hopefully those two tag teams will get back in the tag team title, uh, hunt too. And maybe we'll give some value to the tag team division, uh, for either raw or SmackDown. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and like I said, the match, uh, between, um, Belair and Vega happened. Of course, Belair won, so the match stays a one-on-one match at SummerSlam, so Vega is not part of the title uh, title picture. Um, and then they have the confrontation with uh, Finn Balor and the the Bloodline, the Usos and Roman Reigns, and and it's kind of interesting that um, uh, well, first of all, it was Finn Balor and Baron Corbin taking on each other because, of course, Finn Balor was getting revenge on Corbin for stealing his contract or attempting to steal his contract. Um, so he had to get a little bit of payback on him. Uh, that match ended, of course, Balor winning. And then of course the bloodline comes down and they, uh, they beat up Finn Balor and, you know, kind of leave him laying in the ring. And, uh, I was actually expecting Cena to come down, but he never did. He never came down. So I, I don't, I, maybe I missed it. Maybe they said earlier in the show that he wasn't there. I maybe missed that part, but I thought Cena was going to come down and help, but he evidently didn't. But also the other reason he might not have come down and help is now Finn Balor says that he has a problem with Cena because he stole, you know, he stole his contract basically for the title. So we'll see how that happens. We'll see how that goes. Maybe, maybe Balor interferes in the match at SummerSlam. Maybe, and maybe that sets up something between Balor and Cena down the road. I'm not sure. I don't even know. Maybe they might give Cena his 17th title reign to, to go over on reigns. Cause really, to be honest with you right now, reigns, I feel like for most of the superstars on the roster, he's kind of unbeaten. I don't know of anybody else that can go over on reigns realistically other than Cena. I mean, it, I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Uh, so who knows, maybe they'll give Cena his 17th title run and Reigns will lose it for a little while. And then maybe he'll gain it back on one of the next pay-per-views or whatever. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. So I, I, I don't know if you guys like this. Like I said, this is kind of like my test episode doing this three, uh, three segment for the shows. Um, I'll, I, you know, I'm going to try to kind of get a little better with this too. Like I said, it's just a first run and see how it goes. So let me know what you think. Uh, do you think I did, you think I did an okay job? Did you like what you heard? Did you like some, some key points that I made, some opinions that I've got? Uh, let me know how you feel about it. So, uh, so basically, um, what what the heck happened? Oh, okay. So, so basically, um, to, to kind of, uh, to kind of bring this to a close, Um, uh, so basically, basically I'm going to, uh, plug my Facebook group and my fan page. You know, the Facebook group is setting the stage, not podcast. It doesn't have podcasting. It was just setting the stage. Uh, asked to join, uh, there are questions to answer. They're not mandatory, but, uh, I just kind of like to know who I'm talking to my fan base or whatever. Um, or my listeners, uh, Facebook fan page. All you have to do is follow that or like it. Um, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to put is the difference between the group and the fan page. Uh, really haven't decided what I'm going to do there. Um, I have created an Instagram, a Twitter, and I don't have any activity on them right now, but I'm getting ready to start activity on that. So if you want to follow that, I'll put those links in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, I have started my YouTube and my Twitch channels. However, I do not have any content on there, but I'm going to have them for future use, uh, to go live or do some videos or stuff down the road. Uh, those will be some changes coming down the road. Um, and then of course my TikTok. I'm hopefully going to get more involved in TikTok. So I'll put all those links in the show notes. Um, and of course, if you want to do the old fashioned way and email me, it's setting the stage podcast, all one word at gmail.com. If you want to do that. Um, also I want to go ahead and still plug my, my very first affiliate link that I had that I've had for several episodes now with the beard struggle. Uh, like I said, I've, had a beard now for almost a year. In fact, I'm entered in their little contest. They've got a contest of who gets the biggest, uh, who, who grows the greatest beard. I don't think I'm going to win because of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not a beard connoisseur yet. I'm not a very expert with beards, but I do absolutely love the beard struggle products. I get them all the time. I use them constantly. Uh, they're great. So 
I'll post my affiliate link in there. You can get 20% off your order and I'll put the link in the show notes so you can, uh, you can check that out as well. Um, last but not least, here is my last, and this is sort of my call to action before we, before I leave you today. So I've been trying to, I've been getting some advice from some people as what I should call my listeners and my community, uh, as far as who's in the Facebook group, who's listening to the podcast. And I was discussing it with, uh, with obviously Travis and a couple other people. And I've come up with a name called Russell Luminati. So I want my listeners to become the Russell Luminati. But as always, I want to know what you guys think. Do you like that name? Uh, if you don't like that name, let me know what name you want to be. But I have chosen Russell Luminati for now unless you guys have something that you would rather be called as a community. So from now on, when I start the, uh, if I don't hear anything, I'll continue. When I start each episode, I will address you guys as the rest Illuminati, or I will address you guys as the rest Illuminati in the Facebook group, all the social medias and stuff like that. So let me know what you think about that. Also, let me know if like, you know, if I decided to put that on a t-shirt or a coffee mug, would you be interested in something like that? Like some merch or something. So, uh, so let me know. Let's let me know what you think of Russ Illuminati. I thought it was kind of catchy, uh, but let me know. I'll, I'll actually put it on a poll in the group uh, the group page and maybe on the fan page to see if you guys want to vote on it. Um, but yeah, let me know if you want to email me and tell me about it. If you want to email and give me some other ideas, uh, or you're free to welcome you're welcome to uh, post them in the in the uh, group and whatever you want to do. But let me know. I, I kind of like that name, but like I said, it's, it's all about you guys. You guys, uh, you guys let me know what you guys want. Okay. All right. So hopefully this episode went pretty well. Um, hopefully, like I said, they'll continue to get better in a little bit. Uh, you know, they get better and better with time. And, uh, basically I will see you for the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.